Welcome, welcome everyone. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Welcome to Pacoima First United Methodist Church. Welcome to you worshiping with us online. Pastor Luis Garcia, pastor of this congregation, welcoming you in the name of the Lord and of the congregation of Pacoima First United Methodist Church. Welcome everyone in person here. Welcome back everyone visiting family this weekend. Blessings to you, blessings to all the family. It is a blessing to be able to, to freely worship the Lord here today. To be in this place that we call church. And that is the communion of the saints, the family of God that meets here at 11.15 to worship God to learn about God and to be sent out into the world and do something about our faith. We want to feel you, to feel welcome here, especially if this is your first time or your first time in a long time. Blessings to you. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So as now, as we know, the worship is for God. And so let's get ready to worship and praise the Lord. And the cars will lead us during this time. Blessings to the whole family. Yay. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? Praise the Lord, everybody. Lord. Come on and stand to your feet if you're able. We want to send up some praise this morning. I don't know about you, but I love the Lord more than anything. Come on and let's send him some love this morning. Lord, I love you. 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 More than anything. More than anything. Come on. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you.
Lord today. For he's so good and his mercy endures forever. Say I love you. I love you. more than anything type of praise. Bless you, Lord. Father God, we thank you and we praise you for another opportunity to come into your house and to lift our hand, to lift our voices and say thank you, God, for all that you've done for us throughout this week, throughout these days, every day, Father, that you lift us and wake us up in the morning, Father, and start us on our way. We ask you to bless this service as we're here today, Father. Let your presence be here. Bless our pastor as he brings forth the word, Father, and let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. And we just ask you to bless each and every family represented here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here I am to worship. to 
Before our gospel reading, I would like to remind you about our prayer together for 21 days. 21 days. Somebody said, or you know, some of these studies that they do, if you follow one thing for 21 days, it will become a habit. So 21 days of prayer. I'm sure you pray all days. Can I have an amen on that? Amen, amen. Okay. So uh, I invite you to pray at 8 a.m. at noon, 5 p.m. for one minute more if you want. This week we're praying for each family in the congregation. We're praying for you worshiping with us online. We're praying for uh, uh, people in committees, in ministries, praying for our staff. Let us pray for unity and direction. Amen. The Bible says that if two of us agree to pray for something specific on earth, God will deliver it in heaven. Can you believe that? Can you say amen to that? Can you say thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. So 21 days for one minute. 
at 8 a.m., noon, or 5 p.m. And now at this time, we will have our Bible reading, gospel reading today from the gospel according to John, chapter 21, verses 15 to 19. We're going to talk about uh, since verse 1, but for this time, 15 to 19. And today, our sister Marilyn will bring the reading of the world. Please stand as you are able for the reading of the Word of God. You may be seated. Let us pray. Dear God, you are our God, and we are your people. As we come to this time of preaching and teaching and learning, we pray that we can find wisdom and direction. May your Holy Spirit bring wisdom and discernment to our souls, love to our hearts, and the strength to put into action what we hear today. May the words of my mouth and, and this meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen and amen. Follow me. Follow me. As we go um, through this series of sermons about theology, church, and ministry, the, the idea behind it is that we can set together the basis of theology, church, ministry, the basis for what is next in the ministry of Pacoima First. However, and I have mentioned this, we don't start from zero. We don't start from zero. God has been working here. God has been active here. That is, we, we are continuing the ministry and mission of this congregation that was established, uh, when, when, when was that? In, in 19? Uh, yeah, around that time, right? Yeah, around that time. And since then, some of you came to this congregation very young, right? In fact, I understand that some of you grew up uh, here 
and keeps growing, I guess. Right? And others of you um, joined this church in recent years. And through it all, this has been a church that has been looking for what is next in its ministry and mission in the middle of this community. So last week, we heard about the grace of God, the grace that God has given to us through so many things, life, health, love, mercy, peace of mind, you name it. Grace manifested in salvation through His Son, Jesus. And that's when you can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Grace manifested in salvation through His Son, Jesus, the greatest expression of grace, sending His only begotten Son in order to save us. Grace, the greatest force in the universe, and it is under that grace, that grace from God that has been given to us, to you and me, to Pacoima first, that we have the opportunity. Yet again, sisters and brothers, by grace we have a new opportunity to throw the nets, to start fishing for new people, to move on in what is next for Pacoima first. Now, when in churches we talk about what will be next, it is natural. And I mean, it is very human-like to look back and see what we had before. You want proof of that? Read the book of Exodus, right? The Israel people, always looking back, always looking back. We like to compare the church today with a certain time in the past when we felt the church was better. And there's some truth of that. And when the church was doing what it was supposed to do. And there's some truth of that. Uh, or when the church was even uh, thriving. That is natural. That is okay. We can learn from that. But how about if we go way back when the church was just starting to be the church. That's our reading today, John chapter 21. It's just a few days after resurrection. I love, I love this passage because Jesus is preparing breakfast for his disciples, right? And although they didn't have a table, they were at the lake shore. You know, well that those important conversations in the life of many families, those conversations often happen around the table. Amen. Amen. Around food. I like that. <laughs> but before getting into that, let me tell you a story. <clears throat> Excuse me. Many years ago, as I was starting my, my, my journey with Jesus, I read a novel. It was a fictional novel about a NASA mission that transported two astronauts, or it might be better to say two time travelers, back in the time 
to the week of Passover when Jesus was crucified. That was, that was uh, the, the novel. As I said, it, it, that the book was fiction. But three quick things about this novel. First, uh, for many Christian churches, at least in Mexico, uh, that novel was heresy. Because it said things that were not in the Bible. So, so oh, knowing that, I still read it. <laughs> I, I never talk about it to anyone until today. Just kidding, right? But the second thing about that novel, without me knowing it, introduced me to the fact, and this is very important when we read the Bible, it introduced me to the fact that there are many cultural and contextual issues that we need to consider when we read or study the Bible. That was very helpful for me, especially during my seminary training. But the thing that I stayed with me the most was this. Yes, most of the dialogues in the novel were invented and fictional. I knew that. But one question especially grabbed my attention, and that is the one I want to share with you today. One of the NASA time travelers at some point had the chance to talk to Jesus. Jesus knew who the astronaut was and, and where he was coming from, right? From, from the future. And, and so the very first question this astronaut asked Jesus was this. Jesus, when you see your church as it is in the place where I come from, Right? He was talking in code. Where I come from, Jesus. Yeah. Is that what you had in mind? Is the church of the 20th or now the 21st century, is the church what you had in mind? So apparently Jesus didn't need to think very long about his answer because he immediately replied, What do you mean, my church? What do you mean, my church? I never told them to do that. Huh. Well, fortunately for us, that was a fictional novel. And so that was a fictional answer from Jesus. Or was it? I mean, if you see the Christian church today as, as a whole, right? The, the church in the world Especially how it is so fragmented. How it is meeting in big cathedrals, big buildings, close locations, with many different names, and especially the Christian church with a lot of doctrinal differences. Is that the church that Jesus expected? What do you think? If you see the Christian church as fragmented as it is, and you know very well this saying, Sunday at 11 a.m. is the most what? Segregated time in America. If you see the Christian church as fragmented as it is, I think the question in the novel is valid. Jesus, Jesus, is the church of the 21st century what you had not only in your mind, but in your heart. Is it? Is it? I don't know if I want to hear his answer. 
John chapter 21, breakfast on the beach. You can have it there in your Bibles. Uh, when we read the passage of post-resurrection, passages post-resurrection, uh, there is one constant thing that we can see in the disciples. There's one constant thing, and that is their lack of direction. They were lost. They were not sure what had just happened on Easter. They were confused. They were scared. And there was a lack of direction. That is not a good place to be. Have you been there? So in the first part of the story, we'll touch the surface of, of, of this part, chapter 21 of John, the fact that Peter went back to fish with another six of the disciples uh, that decided to join him may tell us that in the middle of not knowing where to go or what to do, they wanted to go back to a safe place. Not knowing where to go or what to do, they went to a safe place. That is a place or activity where they felt secure. Doing something that they knew how to do. A safe place, a place where they felt in control. As they were still trying to make sense of what happened with their master. A safe place. The funny thing is that even if some of them were used to being fishermen, they were in their safe net there, uh, that day they couldn't catch any fish. Like my grandmother used to say, they couldn't even catch a cold. As if to say that nothing went as planned. Just sometimes we go on our own, either looking for a safe place or simply because we feel that is the best thing for us to do. Well, you know what? God knows better. God knows better. And we need to listen. During those days, we need to listen to our God. Amen. So Jesus yells out to them. Have you caught anything yet? They said, no, nothing. Jesus said, well, you know what? To the right, to the right, cast your net to the right. So, so they did so, and it was a miracle catch, a miracle catch. At that, that point, the disciples start to remember remember three years before at this, that, that very same lake they were in the same situation not catching any fish and the same thing happened a miracle catch now that time Jesus that was when Jesus told them follow me remember that three years before the, Jesus said follow me you will become fishers of men. You will become fishers of people. So they remember. They remember not only in their heads or in their minds, but they remember in their hearts. In their hearts. They remember how and why they ended up in that situation. How could they forget that? 
they remember they were called to be part of something great, something good, something extraordinary, the spreading of the good news of Jesus Christ, the spreading of the gospel. They remembered. At that moment, and they had lost their direction, but now it was time to get back on track. So sisters and brothers, there, there are times and there will be times when we don't know where to go. And that is uh, in church or in our regular day-to-day life. We need to listen to God. Amen. We need to listen to God. As the disciples went back to the shore, Jesus takes care of their basic needs and that is being fed. All the conversations are better with, uh, with food or a good coffee. All conversations are better around the table. And that is how Jesus starts a process of renewal and restoration. That's how Jesus starts to tell them, to tell his disciples, you know what? You need to start something. You need to start building my church. My church. History of the Christian church tells us, and I think I'm right when I say the history of Pacoima first tells us that even in the darkest, in darkest times, in times of conflict, times of division, times of not knowing where to go, The voice of God has been there. Amen. The voice of God has been there. The voice of Jesus has always been there. And we can listen if we pay attention to the voice of God. The church can hear to the right, to the right, cast your nets to the right. And we can say, again, we have tried for a so long time. But Jesus said, cast your nets to the right. Now, when we hear the voice, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. But at the same time, uh, when we hear Jesus' voice, cast your nets to the right, okay, we we got a direction, okay. Um, But it is during those times, in times of movements, in in times of change, in times of of change of direction, when, when in the congregation there can be a feeling of, And what is going to happen to the church that I love, to the church where I grew up, where I have my friends and family? What is going to happen? Well, let me tell you one thing. That feeling is a natural feeling, and I would say it's a valid feeling. And I can say also that when we pay attention to the voice of God, to the right, cast your nets to the right. When we pay attention to that voice and we follow that voice, I can tell you that the church, your church, our church, will be fine. When we listen to the voice of God, the church will be fine. When we pay attention to Jesus' words, when we pay attention to Jesus' commands, to Jesus' direction, 
the church will be fine. We will be fine. God, Jesus, always knows better. We will be fine. Amen and amen. But it's hard. It is hard to change direction. It is hard to hear plans that were not exactly in our agenda for the day, right? It is, it is hard to, to, to try to make new plans for the church or different plans or, or strength what we have. It is hard because sometimes we don't understand the whole picture. It's hard to understand at the beginning. But remember, and this is from Isaiah chapter 59, 8 to 9. It's the Lord speaking to the people of Israel, but also to us today. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We might not understand at the beginning. It might sound crazy as with the disciples. We have been trying the whole night and nothing. And Jesus said again, cast your nets again. And when we follow, when we obey, miracles happen. Miracles happen. Somebody say, miracles happen. Miracles happen. Let us listen to God. And so the question is, where do we start now? Uh, what to do to begin? And here is when we can connect with the story of the second part, the one that we just read, that conversation between, between Jesus and Peter. Where do we start? Well, let's see what Jesus did with his church, especially with the leader. And so I believe uh, uh, Jesus was working with the whole group, but according to the reading, Jesus starts his process with the leader, Peter. Peter. Yes, Peter, the leader of the pack. Yes, Peter, the one that denied him three times. Yes, the hard-headed Peter. Jesus knew he needed to do this for his disciples to get them back on track, back on ministry to restore and renew Peter. And so uh, while Jesus, uh, and I, you will hear me saying this, and, and please don't get offended, but, but Jesus was a pragmatic person. He was pragmatic. I don't know because, um, um, well, I'll explain that later. But <laughs> I don't want to get you into that now. But he was pragmatic. And he was always looking at, at the final goal, you know. Always looking the overall mission. But he knows that at that time, at that specific time, he needs to work with Peter on a very personal level. And that is what happens sometimes in churches, you know, when there's movement, when there's change, when there's pastoral change, when there are different situations, right? When we check the budget, right? Yeah. Sometimes God needs to work with us in a very personal level. Peter's son 
of John. Do you love me? Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And then Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. And Peter, what? Well, you know, Peter, son of John, do you love me for a second time? And says, Lord, you know that I love you. Tend my sheep. And even a third time, Peter, son of Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt that the Lord asked him for the third time, Yes, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said the same thing. Then, then Peter, feed my sheep. It, it strikes me how Jesus, as he was renewing and restoring Peter's life and ministry, he's basically saying to him, well, if you love me, don't forget why you are here. Don't forget why you are here. And Jesus keeps asking his church, do you love me? Well, I think we sung about that. I think we answered that already in the song, right? But then Jesus said, don't forget why you are here. Don't forget why you are Pacoima first. So where do we start? What to do now to be the church that Jesus intended for us to be? It might be loving God and loving our neighbor. Somebody said that. Who said that? Actually, Jesus, right? Is he saying the same thing in different words to Peter? Do you love me? Feed, tend, take care of my sheep. And remember, they were in an open space. They were not in a closed space. My sheep, everywhere. Very quick, over and over, and the United Methodist Church can testify to this. When there is a need in the community or in the world, uh, the church has been there in practical and real ways to take care of those in need, to take care for both spiritual and physical needs. And it was very interesting uh, to me to see in the light of this passage uh, and the words, instructions from Jesus to Peter, it was very interesting to see how this fragmented church, a Christian church in the 21st century, responded to the challenge of taking care of God's flock during the pandemic. And I know some of our Christian fellows even denied that there was a pandemic. God, forgive us. But the vast majority of, of churches, and I, I, I see this still in our church, and especially United Methodist Church during the pandemic, we were determined to tend, to feed, to take care of Jesus' lambs. And one of the rules that we follow, which is a very simple rule, but sometimes it's very hard, but a very simple rule that we follow as, a, as Methodists is this one. Do no harm. Do no harm. If we follow that rule, oh, we will be 
a much, much better world. Can I have an amen on that? Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Peter? You might have heard that as Jesus asked uh, this question uh, a second time and then a third time, uh, you might have heard that in the original language, the word love that Jesus uses changes from philos, which is a friend's love, although it was very strong still, uh, to agape, which is unconditional love, that kind of love. And so we see Jesus in his teaching, and this is all over the gospel, but especially here, we see Jesus in his teachings and conversation raising the bar always uh, to Peter, uh, for his disciples, and of course, for us as well. Do you love me? Feed my lamb. Do you love me? Tend my sheep. Do you love me with love that is unconditional and goes beyond any logic? Well, yes, Lord, you know everything. And well, the task is the same. Take care of my sheep. The commitment is way higher. Is way higher. You know, sometimes, uh, I know I notice that. Especially when we are in a very comfortable place. Especially when we are doing, even in church, we're doing what we like to do. You know, God has this thing of raising the bar in what we do. In raising the bar in the kind of love that we need to show to Him. But especially to our neighbors. And that is the way Jesus is challenging us today. Yes, as Pacoima first, we are praying and we are looking for what is next in ministry. But I want to be sure you hear this. Despite the place we might be at, Despite the issues we might need to solve and the speed at which we implement new programs, activities, changes, etc. If we take care of God's lambs, God's sheep, God will take care of you and me. God will take care of our church. God will take care of Pacoima first. Jesus is asking us to follow him. Jesus is asking us, do you love me? What would you answer to Jesus? I think you already answered in that song. God, Jesus is asking us, do you love me? And when we say yes, then you know the answer. You know what is coming. Then feed, tend, take care of my 
lambs. Jesus is asking us to follow him, to remember why and how we came to this place that we call church, why we're called, we call ourselves followers of Jesus. So while we take care of Jesus' lambs, God will take care of us. So we need to follow Jesus. We need to follow Jesus. Amen. interesting i always try to think what, what happened after that what, what happened after that because uh, you know uh, peter was in in this process of restoration and, and jesus don't, don't put more he, he spread the sheet with 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 the plan oh, okay you need to do this he only just said follow me follow me you know we know the story of peter later right yeah and that's for another sermon but the first thing is, follow me. So how much do you love the Lord? He's a friend. Yeah, well, we can be a friend because he said, he said you are my friends. Uh, but are you willing to go to the next level of love? I think we have done that. But that's always the challenge. For now, you are the only one that, that can answer that question. Uh, how much you love Jesus? Do you love like this, do you love like this? Do you really love? It's like, like the, the, the father or, or the parent that says to, to, to his or her a child, I love you. What is? From moon and back. <laughs> right? But according to each one of our answers, we might have a clue about if we are the church that Jesus is expecting for us to be. What is next? Follow him follow him. Would you pray with me? Eternal God, our guide and garden, 
You call us to abide in your love and walk in your grace. Help us live your love, not only in our words, but in our actions. Especially those actions to tend, to feed, to care for our neighbor. Enlighten our minds to your teachings, that we may be servants of your love. Remind us that when you call us to follow you, you also promise to be with us always, always. So as any fear, any doubt, any danger may appear as we are following you, we pray that we can feel and reaffirm in our hearts that you are here with us. That you are here with us to guide us, to lead us, to protect us from the evil one. We pray that as we follow you, that we may be shepherds of your grace to all. In the name of your son, Jesus, your children say together, amen and amen. Follow me. At this point in worship, we will receive the Sunday offering. This is the time when we have a chance to be part of the mission of God through our uh, tithes, our uh, offering, our contribution. God loves the cheerful uh, giver. For uh, you uh, worshiping with us online at the beginning of worship, there is uh, instructions how you can send, send your tithes, your offering, and contributions. Let us receive the offering here in the sanctuary. Amen. And let's let's dedicate this offering to the Lord. Let us pray. Oh God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts that we offer in service of your work in the world. Bless these gifts with the miracle of love, that your love may pave the path and guide the way for our church, our lives, and our world. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. So how much do we love the Lord as a friend, as a shepherd, as the master that, that asks us to deny ourselves, take up our cross? daily and follow him how much do we love the lord well let us begin showing how much we love the lord as we feed tend and take care of god's lamb let's follow jesus let's follow jesus that will give us a good push to continue our walk towards the kind of church that jesus intends for us to be. As you are able, please stand. Let's receive the benediction today. May the peace of God, the love of the Son, the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses 
be with you, with your families, now and forever. And let the people of God say, Amen.